Getting value on your shopping has never been more important. That's why at Super Value we have low prices like Super Value Burger Runs only 105, Super Value Tomato Ketchup only 63 cent, Super Value Ice Cream Tubs 1 liter only 199, and get new money off vouchers every week on the Real Rewards app. For low prices that compete with anyone, it's got to be Super Value. The Hard Shoulder on Newstalk with Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at nissan.ie. You're very welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cudahy with you until 7 o'clock and delighted to be joined this week for the Thursday interview by Paul Costello. Paul, you're very welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm very well, Kieran. Yeah, struggling on. Yeah, yeah, managing. Had a bit of a bicycle crash there about five weeks ago, so I'm on the recovery and I'm, I'm now wearing a helmet after 20 years never having worn a helmet. So it's a warning to every cyclist, buy yourself a helmet. Was it a bad crash? It was, yes. I, I ended up in, in the A&E on the Fulham Road there in the uh, Chelsea Westminster Hospital, and they looked after me very well. Is that how you get around London, Absolutely. by bike? I cycled in, into work. Um, it's about eight miles in, into Marble Arch, Baker Street area and back home to Putney on the hill. When you say back home, I'm always interested when people leave a country and settle somewhere else, how long it takes them to talk about somewhere as home. Is, is that home for you now? I'm very diverse. Uh, it is home at the moment. It's home where, wherever my family are, and uh, generally they're at home in, in Putney, so uh, that's where, where I, I make my bed, you know? I'm just as much at home in Dublin uh, after maybe a week or two when I, so I kind of uh, spread my legs. I've got long legs, Kieran, and um, <laughs> so I managed to cross the RIC um, in 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 comfort. It, it, when when you are crossing it back in this direction, when you are travelling west, I mean, what what are your feelings about about Ireland? Because I'm, I'm again, I'm always conscious sometimes people's opinions and attitudes about the country they come from change when they when they live abroad yes i think sometimes people have a very romantic idea of Ireland, but fortunately that i'm back so so frequently working with duns etc um, and of course the jack and jill foundation i um i i kind of um i take it as it is um sometimes i query some of the uh, regulations in in ireland being uh, they're slightly more relaxed over here um and um they've, they've both got special values and, and very different values because you know you're talking over 60 million people and you're talking about maybe five million in ireland uh, so you 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 have to um you, you have to be careful Mm. You probably have to be more careful in Ireland at what you say and, and what you do than in London because it's so uh, cosmopolitan and such enormous 10 million population minimum. And uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a different society. So in, like, you, can, you can get away with things, is it because of the anonymity that London affords you, but in Ireland you just get things get picked up on, is that it? Well, I suppose I'm more recognised, certainly in, in, in Ireland. If I walk into a coffee shop or a restaurant, somebody might, might notice me. While in London, I'm totally um, in, incognito, if you could say. Um, mm. Nobody knows who I am or what I do or why I'm there. So, it's a, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a different, different type of 
um, moments. It, that, that need to be careful, though, about what you say in Ireland, is that just because of the size and scale of the country and that everyone knows everyone, <laughs> you know, and everyone knows you? Or, uh, or is there a uniquely, uniquely Irish thing? You know, you know, scribble down somewhere on my notes here, I have your your famous, uh, you know, only a couple of generations out of the bog, oh, which you're oh, still running away from all yeah. these years later. Is that a uniquely oh, yeah. Irish thing? Kieran, as as they say, uh, well, I, I I think the R the Irish are getting more like 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 the English. They used to be saying that the the the, the English never remember and 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 the Irish never forget. Well, <laughs> um, I think it still stands to to some extent. Um, but uh, it's um, it's a it's it's very important. It's it's uh, I've got a very important job in Ireland working with with, with Duns. Uh, I've got a very very um, a very good people to me, and um, I kind of I have to look after my business as well. So every every time I. I um, even just this interview now, you're making me all of a sudden nervous because <laughs> uh, I can be taken up a little wrong and uh, then I'm in trouble and uh, my sales will, will, will drop in Cornell's Court or wherever. <laughs> so it, it's a tightrope. But um, I, I'm, I'm definitely Irish. I'm Irish born, Irish bred. Uh, but I'm, I suppose I'm a, I'm, I've always been the youngest of a large family. I'm slightly reckless. Uh, for example, cycling with, 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 without a helmet for over 20 years, uh, but I've paid for it this, this time. Um, uh, but Cost, Costello walks on like I'm, like I'm sort of like, I'm like the Clint Eastwood of, of fashion. I keep, I keep cropping up. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, I don't want to, 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 to wade into murky waters with you. Listen, let's, let's talk a little bit about the background, because fashion is in the background through your dad. Is that right? Yes, my father had had a factory in Rap Mines making raincoats, and he had these wonderful big hands that he knew what a fabric was, and I very much inherited that from him. Um, and I used to, I believe it or not, I, I went to Rat, Rat Mines School of Commerce, uh, and I'd, I'd walk into the factory afterwards. By the way, I learned nothing in, in the School of Commerce Rat Mines. I think they, they were trying to teach me what was the cash account and what was the ledger, etc. And uh, it all just went in one end and out the other. So, um, yeah, um, um, yeah, the, the factory was very important. And my father was a very unique, hardworking man. And uh, he employed my my late brother, Jack. And he employed over 100 people in, in the factory. And he... He was he was a brave man, and mm. I, I would never wish to manufacture again. It put me off for life having to. He'd be in at eight. He would then come home at lunchtime in into uh, back to to Bootestown House, and then he'd be back again. And he'd come home for tea at six o'clock. He had his routine, but um, he was um, yeah, a, a unique, a very unique man. The factory, as I understand it, though, Paul, was an early victim of global supply chains, cheap goods coming in from China, spelt an end to it. Yes, no, exactly. No, it was a very good example of, of, of uh, they, they, they had this thing called the Trade Protection Association with my father and a number of members of textiles and fashion. Then, then of course, the, the global industry of China opened up and uh, the competition started to get very, very difficult. And um, he had to close down the factory, and um, yeah, yeah, very, very, um, very disappointing for him. It taught you lessons, I'm sure, about about the world of business that uh, you carried with you. Yes, um, Kieran, it definitely taught me that 
if you can avoid manufacturing <laughs> it's the hardest as bad as retail is you can just close up your door in the morning and, and that's it but 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 manufacturing a lot of families they're, they're, they're dependent on it the seamstresses the cutters the um the, 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 the whole delivering it's 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 a nightmare and even nowadays it's, it's still a nightmare if you're listening if you're just tuning in to the hard shoulder paul costello the fashion designer is my guest this week i'm i'm delighted to say after rath mines in the college of commerce which taught you absolutely nothing as you say yourself um you find yourself in paris and, and I mean, at the time, the world was a bigger place, the mid-60s, than it is now. I suppose people think nothing maybe of, of, of youngsters going abroad to study. That was a much bigger journey for you to take back then, wasn't it? It was, it was, and I thank you so much. Yeah, because I do remember, I have to thank my, my late brother, Robert Costello, who was a painter, who, and, I, and I was the youngest of seven, and he, he kind of looked at me and said, God, this guy has to get out of here, get out of this country, because it's too, it's either too big or too small for him. And uh, basically, I stumped on an Aer Lingus flight into Paris without a word of French. And I stayed with some friends of my, par- of my parents, um, Madame Roger, in a very nice area called Place Pereire. And I walked the streets of Paris until I found myself a job. Um, I did go to a school called the Chambre Syndicale de Haute Couture, which again was another waste of time because I wasn't nearly as good as anybody else. And um, I ended up uh, walking to, uh, on Faubourg Saint-Honoré, I walked into a man called Jacques Estorel, a very famous couturier, who uh, kind of loved Irish music. And I think he kind of said, he, he, he took charity uh, on this long six foot four, starving looking Irish man with a, with, a, with, with, with a little bit of red hair. Then I eventually got paid a little bit of money, but I, I sold my drawings to some different suppliers. So for the first six months, I, I was literally on, on starvation row. It was a long stint and um, living in, in the left bank, eventually moved to a, a hotel. <laughs> on Rue Mazarine, which was uh, anything but a hotel. It was called Hotel de Sud. And um, I had run one room, which was an L-shaped room and very damp. And uh, I lived on tins of ravioli. I had a little gas stove in my room <laughs> and I, I, I treated myself. I might even have two cans of ravioli <laughs> on, on a Saturday. And I would, I would walk up uh, Boulevard Saint-Germain and see if I, I could attract anybody who, 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 who might like to meet a lovely Irishman. But I was very unsuccessful. <laughs> and, um, and then we ended up eventually in some nightclubs where, where which was inter- it was on Avenue Wagram, which is just off Etoile. <laughs> the only reason we went there as, as non, uh, non-French was, was because it was about the one place where Swedish girls went because the French had no time for Irish or English boys. They only wanted French boys. So we, we had to depend on on the um, Norwegians and Swedish to give us any entertainment, any like a dance. You might be lucky, you know. <laughs> it sounds exotic now, even all these years later. <laughs> but uh, it, uh, um, and as I say, you know, Paris was much more of a foreign uh, country like France is much more of a foreign country, Paris a foreign city to people then than it is now. But and I'm conscious your your choice of career as well would have been much more alien than it might be today. You know what I mean? This is before Absolutely. we've all been disnified with the message of, you know, you can be anything you want to be. 
you're so correct, Kieran. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> but I, I did have an artistic flair, which was very lucky, and I thank God for that. And um, yeah, it, it it just means you. It's kind of getting back up on your horse every 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 year, <laughs> and and looking at the future and seeing what future there there is, and. Um, not being afraid because people didn't have emails, so you'd have to knock on their door or phone them or, or write a letter. To what extent do you credit then your relationship with Diana, Princess of Wales, as as was catapulting still, you into a, a different stratosphere altogether? Yes, well, luckily I, I had a very good factory, I was involved with a very good factory in Northern Ireland called Strellis. And while and they opened up shops throughout the UK and they had a, a shop in Windsor on, on, under the Costello name. And the lady in waiting for Princess Anna had walked, they, they, they had one in, in, uh, in London and one of and the lady in waiting walked, walked in and kind of saw these clothes I thought would, would be appropriate. And I was given the call and I came over, pulled up outside the, the gates of Kensington Palace. And um, yeah, it was the first me meeting and it was a very re- relevant meeting. And she was um, she was a great girl and a, and a great pleasure and a great, um, a great person to uh, make you feel relaxed. And um, I looked out the window of, of the drawing room, this beautiful drawing room, and I pinched the, um, the um, couch that I was standing on, standing beside, and I looked out Hyde Park corner, uh, I should say Hyde Park, and um, there it was in front of me, looking down at Hyde Park in, in Kensington Palace, and it was, um, it was the only Irishman at the time who ever had that experience, and um, I've lived on that for the rest of my life, Kieran. Financially, uh, yes, it has had longevity and it's kept you going and will do so for many years, I'm sure. But I mean, it sounds, it sounds, how would I describe it? There's been an emotional longevity as well to that moment that you remember it so, so well. At times it gets very emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do drop a tear so every so often. Um, it depends on my my position or my um, whether I'm talking in public or not uh, over the phone it's uh, uh, you know it's it's different but um yeah it, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's it's just a very sad and it's still mm. it's still a tragedy you know and I think both her sons have done her proud you know and again she she didn't go by the rules so um you can forgive Harry and whatever he does or doesn't do um, obviously, it's going to fall on William to take on the responsibility at this point, anyway. Um, so, uh, but life moves on, and we love our children, no matter what good, bad, or, or indifferent. And um, I'm sure she's still looking down on them and saying, "You've done great, boys. You've done great." Yeah, that's a, a, a nice way to think about it. So, listen, before I let you go, what, what does the Clint Eastwood of the fashion industry have planned? Well, I'm 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 planning to. Uh, promote Jack and Jill, which is very much part of, of my life, I suppose. They, they do such amazing work. Um, if, I, if I could have a minute just, just to mention Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Uh, the, uh, they, they, they look after over 400 children. Their children are highly complex medical conditions in need of intensive care at home. They will come into your home. They will, they will be spoke 
what suits the family. And uh, Jack and Jill is just giving so much help to these parents. And, and um, it is such a stressful time for, for, for families and husband and marriage, etc. cetera, when, when, when you have a child with, 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 with certain weaknesses. And they, and they just come in and they'll just help that child to um, develop in whatever way. In some cases, they, they, they can't even talk, uh, these children. And um, Jack and Jill are, are promoting a, a, two candles to, to design by myself and my son, William. Yeah, they're made by Celtic candles and, and they come in an elegant jewelry pendant at the bottom of the candle, which will be for, for two people. Um, if uh, For two lucky winners, they will win a 14 carat gold diamond pendant. Um, I think above all, we just have to say that life is hard, particularly over the last two years. And uh, Jack and Jill has come to the rescue of so many Irish families and given so much goodness and mm. kindness and time that um, it must be supported. It's always got financial problems because it's dependent on, on charities. Yeah, and, and we will join you in that. Uh, Jackandjill.ie, if people want to find out any more information about their Home for Christmas campaign and as Paul said himself uh, and his son have designed candles and, and they are going to form part of that uh, that campaign to be able to buy them so like I said jackandjill.ie is the website uh, Paul Costello it has been an absolute pleasure thank you thank, thank, thank you Kieran and one very last thing I want to say I'm a big fan of News Talk oh great well, I'm delighted to hear it and we're a big fan of you terrific thanks a million Paul it's been a pleasure 